Welcome to the Behind the Bliss podcast, where Mary Scott Mercer and Rachel Autry bring weekly conversations to encourage, inspire, storytell, and share. Each episode is designed for you to feel met in your mess and balanced in your bliss. Here's today's conversation. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Behind the Bliss podcast. I'm your host, Mary Scott, and today I'm interviewing a new friend, Alexandra Caval. Allie is a wife, entrepreneur, and a Christian life coach. We talk about her journey of meeting Jesus and how that eventually led her to become a life coach for other people who were struggling with so many of the same things that she dealt with before she realized what was going on. We talk about really figuring out and understanding your personality strengths and diving into the passions that you have had no idea were inside of you all this time, or maybe you did know they were in you, but you didn't feel like they were worthy of pursuing. I can't wait for y'all to hear more, so let's jump right into today's episode. Hey, Alexandra, how are you today? Hey, Marie Scott, I'm doing well. How are you today? Oh, I'm good. I'm so excited to have you on. And just for the listener to know, we are new friends, so we have actually never met in person. So this is so exciting for me to just kind of get to sit back and listen and meet a new friend today. So I'm so excited to have you on the show. I am so excited too. I can't wait for today. Thanks so much for having me on. Absolutely. Okay. Well, can you kind of just take a minute and give um, the listener a little bit of a background on who you are, what you do, and what your day-to-day looks like? Definitely. I would love to. So I'm Alexandra. Um, Allie, if you like a nickname. Oh, yes. Love it. I live in Charlotte, North Carolina, um, and absolutely love it here. I've been here for about five years now, and it is just such a great fit and feel so fortunate um, and blessed to be living here. But I grew up down in Naples, Florida, and then went to undergrad and grad school up in the Northeast. Had a really windy road that, uh, as most of us do, right, that led me to where I am today, which is working as, yeah. Right, working as a um, certified coach for Christian women. So what I do now is work with women so that they can quit feeling lost, um, unworthy, stressed, or less than, and help them find direction and focus and clarity. And then we'll, we'll work a lot on three different areas, especially helping them to find who God says they are, um, helping them to pursue what he created them to do, and then being obedient to where he leads them even when it is hard. Wow. Wow. Well, I know just a little bit about your journey on becoming a life coach, and I have so many just questions that I know. You know, Rachel and I talk a lot about on the show about the importance of self-awareness, the importance of counseling and coaching, and so I'm just so excited to hear a little bit about your journey of how this all came to be. So can you take us back a little bit of, you know, the past few years as you were, you know, deciding or figuring it out, what it was that God was asking you to do for your career and kind of the path and journey it took from stepping away from what people expected of you to now doing this with your job. Yes, yes. So it was a long, a long journey, um, but thankfully one, I feel very, very grateful that it it was one that started in the church and just um, the beginning of my story, I remember being, um, going to different church events, whether it be bells or Um, plays or church camps, all of that good stuff. So thankfully, um, God was there from the beginning and feel so, so grateful for that. Mm -hmm. But even, even with all of that as part of my upbringing, um, still had 
a lot of time where I just felt very insecure. Um, I was afraid to use my voice. I truly felt like I didn't have one. What mm. I thought, um, what I wanted to share was less than, um, and other people had more important and meaningful things to say, and that really held me back, and it was not a fun place to live from. Um, so lived in that space for quite some time, and what what changed was going to college, right, and figuring out what you want to do, um, what you want to focus on. So yeah, yeah, so for some time had been exploring what does that look like, right? What What is my voice saying? What is God's voice saying? And I didn't, to be completely open and honest with you, I didn't even create the space um, to consider what that was. Yeah. Well, and I think when you grow up not knowing that you can have a voice, you really allow the voices of others to speak in and kind of give you a voice, you know? Um, and that almost makes, you know, makes you make decisions and path for yourself that maybe aren't really supposed to be what you are, but you you don't know how to speak or think for yourself in a way, and you're, and you're nervous to make the wrong decisions, so you do follow in the ways that other people encourage you to do. Would you say that was true for you? Oh, 100%. Um, constantly speaking, what, what do friends think I should do? What does family think I should do? Um, I just didn't give any value to, you know, what was my heart saying, or what was God's speaking to me. I felt mm -hmm. so uncomfortable going to that place and just didn't trust it. Um, and it led me to a really unhappy, unfulfilling spot, right? Right. Of course, because you aren't living out of that true identity. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so I, I'm definitely more of an achiever. I love getting things done. I love crossing the box off something. And so I thought, I'm going to achieve my way into happiness, right? Mm -hmm. So what what happened after some time? Um, way back when was took the path to going to physician assistant school, which is really hard um, to make happen. I got in, I was doing it. And Marisa, I got to the point where I just every single day was crying. I was a mess. I was so unhappy, and I just knew that wasn't it. But wow. I didn't know what was it, right? Right. right. Um, and I'm just such a planner. So I withdrew from the program without having any idea what I was going to do next, which is wild uh, for me. And so that's kind of what was the start of thinking, well, you know, what am I created to do? Um, right. And what comes naturally? What do I even enjoy? And think, like, that, that was so foreign. Right. And it feels selfish to think that I can do something that makes me happy. You know, like, I think especially in our parents' generation, there's so much of a drive for success and work ethic and all this stuff. And on the contrary, you have the millennial generation that really does want to work um, less for financial pleasure and more for the pleasure of knowing that you have a flexible schedule and that you're doing mean meaningful work and all of this stuff. And so it becomes really hard. And of course, it feels wrong based on what how we were grown up, how we grew up a lot of times to think that we were okay to do something that we like to do. <laughs> oh, it's so crazy. Like, what did you do to figure out what you were good at? Yes. So it, it started um, at the very beginning of 
school. I remember starting to do assessments at that time. Well, even before, I remember going to some sort of retreat um, and doing the Myers-Briggs assessment uh-huh. and understanding. And then even though, again, to be to be open and honest, thinking, oh, you know, I don't, quote, like what I am. I feel like this isn't valuable or, you know, I, I'm more of an introvert, let's say, and I'm thinking, oh, I wish I was more of an extrovert. I feel like the world likes extroverts more. Oh, wow. Right? I wasn't ready to accept that and believe that and see value in who he created me to be, right? Wow. Wow. Yeah, so that was the first step of it. And then the second, I remember um, being 18, being a freshman, first semester, um, and this notion of, okay, you know, what, what, what am I supposed to be doing? Let's take another assessment, you know, maybe warm up to it a little bit more. And I remember taking an interest in Venturi, and Mary Scott, one of the top areas that came up for me um, that, that they said that I would do really well in and also enjoy was um, working in the spiritual. Interesting. What was your first thought when you saw that? Yeah, um, I dismissed it immediately I thought this is not something that is looked highly upon this is not Mm. something that's valued this is not quote what the world sees as worthy and yeah yeah well can I pause you and ask you what your Enneagram number is do you know yeah Uh, so I'm I'm still doing a little debate but it's either (laughs) between yeah, the, the one, um, uh-huh. which perfectionist tendencies, right? And then the uh-huh. three, the achiever. Yes, that's what I was wondering. I can't decide for you either. Well, I, <laughs> I'm i a two, and I think I equally wing between one and three because everything that you're saying, and my husband's a very strong one. And so I, yes, and I just, it's very, you know, you can just tell. And so I, I find myself battling between the the perfectionism and the achiever and just finding my worth and and the accomplishments and doing all the things and the hustle but also in the doing of it correctly you know so I find myself there so sorry I just had to ask you if you knew what you were because so much of what you're saying can tie into the to the Enneagram and we can get into that later I'm sure as we continue to talk about that but so you found out that you were you were probably going to be beneficial in the spiritual area and that just kind of rocked you because it in your mind it didn't seem good enough right yeah I dismissed it um and I didn't lean into that nudging I didn't explore it I wasn't open to it um and we'll talk you know more about the journey but even thinking you know I'm I'm 30 now and obviously doing work in that space and just know it is of God, know how amazing it feels like I'm in the space he needs me to be. Mm-hmm. And lots of people say, oh my goodness, you're doing it. Um, how fantastic at a young age as well, right? But just almost that, um, the sadness and mourning and longing that I could have started this 12 wow. years ago, right? Wow. And so that's part of just what I feel like my mission is today to help other women be intentional and curious and open to who God created them to be and what they might want to do with that um, to impact their lives and others. Wow. Yes. Yes. Wow. Okay. So this all happened. And at the time you had just dropped out of PA school. So what happened? Yeah. 
Yeah, so dropout faithful. Um, I, I had my undergrad in psych, and again, I thought, okay, you know, medicine, this is just, you know, so flashy and wonderful, and that's the way I'm supposed to go. And so taking all these courses, physics, biochem, those sorts of electives, that's just not me, and it was a struggle, and I thought it had to be a struggle. Mm. Um, I thought whatever felt easy was not what was, quote, worthy. Wow. Um, yes. Oh, it hurts to say it now, but that's that's how I was living. That's what I truly believe. Well, and I find, I know so many people here are probably battling that because we're told that, you know, don't give up. I feel like we're living in this time in our culture of, like, you know, motivational speakers and, right. you know, like, girl power and all these things. And it's like, don't, don't stop. Get back up. Keep sweating. Like, all, and it just feels so loud and hard. And I don't, I just am wondering, like, I've been finding myself wondering, like, is that the place where God wants us to live from? Like, I just yeah. don't think so. And I think, I think you're right. I think that when we are living out of that purpose, yes, it's going to be hard, but it's not going to be crushing. You know what I mean? There's just a difference in, in the kind of hard that we're talking about. Like, the kind of work that's like, okay, this really means something, and we have to put you know, energy into it, but not the same way that feels super draining, super not life-giving, and just kind of destruction to your soul. So I think that's, you know, so many people, like you're saying, it's hard for you to say that, but it's important, I think, to say it because I think so many people probably are finding themselves in that space. Yeah, that's so well said, Um, 100%. And to even, I feel like sometimes we live in a culture that's just so go, 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 what's next, let's fill the plate, let's be busy, Um, and it feels very uncomfortable to pause, and even, you know, maybe we're doing, but is it what God's calling us to do, right? that's so good, and making space for that, and I I wish I remember where I heard it, but something along the lines of, too, um, if you're feeling too busy or too overwhelmed, um, that's not what he wants for us, right? He wants us to find rest um, and strength through him. So what do we have on our plates that he has not um, given us to be put on our plates, right? I'm so glad you said this. I'm so glad you said this because literally yesterday I um, was reading and I was reading in the message version and I read this verse and it says, walk with me and work with me and watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. And what struck me so much is that it says that he won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting, which means that we are the ones who are laying it on ourselves. Um, I know. Because we're, we're, you know, we're striving and we're trying to compete and keep up with what culture says we need to. And he's like, no. I, I actually said I wouldn't put anything too hard on you. So it made me reevaluate, like, what am I putting on myself? Like, what unnecessary pressure am I putting on myself that actually isn't supposed to be there? I think we just put so much, like, emphasis on on doing, 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 and we're, we don't rest, and we feel guilty for rest, and all of that. So I'm so glad you said that. Oh, I, yes, and thank you for just adding to the, what you had just read. That is so beautiful and so um, life-giving, and it makes me think, too, of something that 
has kind of just become really real in my life recently. Well, you know, while we're doing and, you know, some, some doing is good doing, right? But right. is it connected to that higher vision um, that he's given you, that higher purpose that he has for your life, right? Right. And getting clear and connecting back to that on a very regular basis to kind of do the check. Does it run through the filter? Does it run through the bigger picture that he has for you right now? Um, and that will help keep you in alignment and then just help keep you motivated and excited um, when you're kind of in the thick of it, right? I love that. I love that. Okay, so this is so good. So you went from that to feeling like it was unworthy. And then, how, like, how does one become a life coach? Like, what was this part of the story for you? Yes, yes. Okay, so I'm kind of going back with still figuring out what what is it that that I'm um, meant to do what what is it that he wants me to do where does he want me um, how has he created me so um, kind of going going back to get uh, get forward so what had happened was I ended up moving creating a career in HR and, and people development and um, just developing people for corporate values, doing leadership work, and it, it was good. It was good. It felt natural, um, mm-hmm. and it was nice to make an impact in that way. So I had that box checked. I had the career. Um, I was in consulting for some time thinking this is the best of the best. I moved from the Northeast down to Charlotte. Wonderful. I'm in this location that is just perfect, right? And then um, I, my, my um, then-boyfriend proposed later that year, um, right after we moved, so I was engaged. So all of these, we had a beautiful apartment. Everything was wonderful. I had great friends. Everything was checked. Um, and I just was so unhappy. And that mm-hmm. was frustrating, Mary Scott, for mm-hmm. an achiever. Yes. Um, so a lot, there's a lot, all this to say, there's a lot of groundwork that was laid to get to that God, he really just prepared my heart and my spirit for this sort of work, right? right. So I hit a point where, you know, I recognized it and I knew it and it kind of hit me smack in the face, right? Right between the eyeballs. It, you know, it is time to seek God. Um, Alexander, that is, yes, that is who is missing um, from your life. So what I did, I went by myself, um, solo, which is, again, for at least me personally, I, I, it's so healthy to do more of that, but at the time, it was foreign and uncomfortable and weird just doing something alone. Yes, I get it. Yeah. So I drove solo to um, the Billy Graham Library and just thought I, I need God, I need to be with him, and that's where he wants me right now. And I remember driving up that driveway, um, rolling down my window at the guard gate, let, having them let me in. And they, they said to me, they're, they're like, are you alone? Are you coming here by yourself? Um, and just got emotional, wow. and, right? And just tried to answer them, yes, yes, it's just me. Um, but that's exactly what he needed. He needed wow. it to just be me and have time and space to hear and be with him. Hmm. And isn't it interesting, too, that he let you taste what you thought would bring you that joy and that happiness, but then 
allowed you to also see the unsatisfaction from those things. You know, like I think God is is generous to say, okay, if, if this is what you're saying you want, like go ahead and taste it and I'll show you that it still doesn't satisfy you. Yes, thank you for pointing that out. That, yes, he is such a generous God to do that mm-hmm. and say, you know, yeah, let, let me give you all the things um, and then see, let's see where you are with that. And I'm yeah. so glad that he did that. And especially he did that for me for who I am is because I would have kept going, going, going until I got, you know, everything done. And right. you're right, he, he did do that. And then he showed, no, you know, sweet daughter, that is still not enough for you. Wow. I want more for you, abundantly more for you. Right. So had my time there, um, felt just, you know, when you just feel his presence and the peace, um, it's really the peace that it brought, um, the wholeness that it brought. And so continued on. I thought, oh, my goodness, I need more Jesus right now. (laughs) So I continued on down the road um, and hopped on over to Forest Hill Church. And I love Forest Hill. Oh, that's where my family goes to church. I don't even know if you know that. Yeah, so fun. But they're an amazing church. Um, And I've done a couple wonderful life-giving life groups through there. And so this, I wish I could tell you what exactly the sermon was that day. I don't even remember. But what I can tell you is that God met me there and he was present and he changed something in me forever that, that day. Wow. So that was the beginning. That was the beginning of the stirring, right? I knew kind of in the development side of things he had me. And then he just said, you know, come to me, be with me, walk with me, um, and you will find more here. Wow. wow. So that had to happen, you know, all to, again, thankfully there was that foundation laid. I knew what it like was like to be with God, to feel him, and I had lost that. Um, I had lost that in a big way. And so that was the start of getting it back. Um, and so what had happened, that started getting into the coaching space, right? So I was with two different companies, Mary Scott, who within the matter of two years were acquired by another larger organization. Okay. And so that just creates for a really uncomfortable, sometimes ugly atmosphere. Um, You know, we talked a little bit about, you know, how it can be distracting or confusing um, or demotivating when you don't have a vision. And that's you know, what kind of had happened for some time. Um, There's no clarity, and it it was not a good situation. So something, you know, God kind of spurred me. There's there's always this thing called coaching that I had heard about through my age for work, right? And I always have thought, okay, coaching, this is something that you do at the very end of your career, the sunset of your career, if you will. Um, And just was thinking that was that was the way but something he 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 sparked something inside of me I thought you know maybe now is the time right Uh, for such a time as this and so I thought okay God I'll I'll listen to you let's see where this goes um and so I was exploring do I go the corporate coaching route the you know exact coaching route or do I do what is called Christian coaching which Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my strengths is um, input and learner. I love information. I love ideas. I have input too, so that is really fun. 
I love really? straight. I had lo- well at Proverbs that I don't even. You might know this just from knowing Lisa Allen, but yes. at Proverbs when you get hired, you have to take the Strength Finders test, and they actually group you at work based on like-minded strengths, just to see wow. like like. Lisa Allen always says, you know, there's a lot of seats on the bus at Proverbs, but we have to make sure you're in the right seat. And so strength finders, like everyone's like, oh, do you have belief or positivity or yada, yada, yada. And it's just so fun. <laughs> and it gives you so much awareness too of your, of your coworkers and how you can love and support them. And so I just, I love it. So I love the input. That's so fun. Yes. It is so, so good. And I, there's, I mean, strength finders, I feel like oh my goodness, it is truly life-giving and energizing. And that's kind of, too, honestly, a moment where one of um, the, the last managers I'd had in the corporate space, um, she she was so, it was almost, you know, like the positive psychology type, um, strength finders type of a thing, right? Like, what, what are we going to emphasize that you mm-hmm. do really well mm-hmm. instead of just nitpick and myopically focus in on maybe the so things good. that you could tweak, right? Yes. And that just changed everything for me. She was just such a gift, a fabulous manager. Her name's Amber. And I say to everyone, I wish everyone had an Amber in their life. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, and she just, she is an enormous, enormous reason for where I am today. So the strength piece of it was an incredible turning point. And then so we were talking about input. And so, you know, love, love the Google and was typing just probably in, you know, things like development and Christian mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Lisa Allen, um, who, you know, of course, right. I was like Proverbs 31. <laughs> she, um, she Proverbs ministry. She was one of just the big turning points and why I do what oh, I do. I love it. Oh this my makes gosh. me so happy. I, oh. It was a gift from God coming across her site because just I'm like, oh my gosh, I can combine my faith and strength I love and leadership. It. What is this? What is this life? Um, and that I I just kind of knew. I kind of knew. Um, and so she was a huge part of the story of being able to kind of connect with her and talk with her. Well, well what do you do? And what exactly does that look like? And she got me connected. Um, I attended actually the same coaching school. Um, got certified through there that she did. And so yes, so that was a that was a fun piece of it. And another, I like to call it Godwink along the way, where you yes. know he sees you um, and he's encouraging you and he's cheering you on, right? You're, totally. you're known. Is, um, so I took this leap, right? I was still in the corporate space, was doing, decided to do the coaching program evenings, um, do my work nights and weekends, and made the leap okay you know I thought maybe I was going to do this when I was 60 right not in my 20s um and decided to do it right and then it was kind of scary it was a big step because we had just gotten married um not cheap right 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 um just recently bought a house just so much was changing financially um and that's a whole other story God has just prepared us so well for this time um but anyhow when I decided to enroll in the program, the very next day um, after I submit my payment and say yes, my manager, Amber, she calls me into her office and she gives me a call, right, and says, hey, can you come down, which was very rare and very odd. 
Mm-hmm. So instantly my heart starts racing, thinking, what in the world could this possibly be? And so she sits me down and says, you know, we've just had an idiot reviews. And I wanted to let you know that I did everything in my power. You've done an incredible job this past um, several months. And I gave you the highest raise um, that I could. Wow. Here it is. Wow. Wow. Such an encouragement um, for my heart, one, and that she, she just done a wonderful job developing me. Um, and even more so than that, Mary Scott, the amount was the same exact amount of the coaching wow. program that wow. I just enrolled in the day before. Wow. I mean, hello. Yes. Another God wink. Yes. I love it. That's amazing. And just another confirmation that you, A, he sees you, and B, you're walking in the direction he needs you to. Wow. Yeah. So unnecessary for him to do, um, but so encouraging and life-giving. And that's just one of the things, too, quick side note, that I feel like he is encouraging me to do, and I would encourage others to do more of is are sharing these moments right it encourages others yes it does it does and not hiding them and that makes me even think of you know again an an information junkie but also unfortunately still um, uh, unraveling myself from this perfectionist that I once was and so I have all this great content and thoughts out there and it's not mine to hold, and it's selfish if I hold on to it. Mm-hmm. I am called to share it um, and pass it on to others because it was given to me for a purpose. Um, and that's just been something else that's been huge on my heart lately and just been trying to encourage those around me to do. He's really convicted me in that space. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so all of this happened, and you enrolled in school, and then what did it look like? become a life coach and what would, in your own words would you describe is a life coach and like what does your day-to-day look like now yes so a life coach so what we do what I do as a Christian life coach is I help women to get from where they are to where they want to be okay. so we create a motivating and exciting a compelling vision for the future um, they might be feeling stuck, they might be feeling an overwhelm, um, they might be wanting to create goals or seek their purpose or, you know, all all things, right? Find confidence in him, uh, find value in him instead of the world. And they might just have some really big fears and doubts that they need to break through and are having trouble doing on their own. Right. So what I do as a coach and the, the other just wonderful reason um, that I love being a coach so much, I am not supposed to have the answers. I'm not supposed to tell you what to do. I am not supposed to, as much as I love a good plan, um, I'm not supposed to create the plan for you. Wow. As a co- right? So as a coach, what you do is partner um, with these other women. You ask them questions. You ask them powerful questions that change their perspective, that challenge them in the most loving, um, but also kind of convicting way, right? And that helps them to kind of get to, well, what is the root of what this challenge might be? Um, Helps them to get through these breakthrough moments, helps them to cut through the stories that they might be telling to themselves again and Mm -hmm. again and again, and just don't don't see it um, the way that God might be seeing it. 
Um, and the other thing too, I like to say is, you know, friends are incredible. Uh, friends are such a big way to bless and get you through life, right? They're, they're a gift from God. Uh, but sometimes um, we can have a hard time challenging as friends. That's so it's not right. And so as encouraging and wonderful as friendships are, sometimes what is special too with a coach is that they they can ask you those hard questions, um, right. maybe get you seeing something different from a third party perspective. The, the the client comes with the agenda, Mary Scott. It's it's never directed by the coach. So what what is it that God has laid on your heart today? And we help work through um, kind of where they are now, and then help them get really clear on where they want to go, and then talk through well what is a strategy or plan that's going to work for you, how God has created you that matches with who he's made you to be um, and that is going to just work for you and who you are. And then we also talk through, well, what are the challenges? What are the obstacles that might come up along the way? Because we're still here on earth, right? And it's not perfect and it's not going to be perfect. Um, And being just proactive and thinking about that. So when they do come up, they're kind of equipped of how you might um, react to that. And then, through the coaching, too, what, what is really special is that we start and end each session with prayer. Oh, so, yeah. I've been thinking about what you said about yeah. how, um, A, that friends are not the best, and B, how we don't necessarily, like, it's sometimes hard to detect the lies that we've made agreements with in our head uh-huh. about why we can't achieve something, and just, it's so important to talk about, and And the part that you said, too, about how you're not going to give them the answers, because I think we are so um, prone to want to, like, numb the hard things in our life that it's even hard to, like, sift through um, and really do the hard work on our own, which is why people continue to be stuck or why people are addicted to social media or why people have all these dreams and don't know how to, to go about them. And so I just, I think basically what I'm hearing you say, it's just, like, an, an unbiased friendship that's centered on the Lord that you are equipped as a coach to help guide your other new friends through so that they come out healthier and living your life more on purpose. Mm, yes, especially the living on purpose, right? The intentionality of it. Um, and I love the part how you said too about social media. And unfortunately, that can be a way that we numb a lot of times and that we feel like this is going to make me feel better in the moment. And oftentimes it it might not, right? Exactly. So, yeah. So we, and another thing that we, um, that would probably be helpful to point out is that a lot of people, coaching is a new concept. And I know it was to me even um, just uh, several years ago, but difference between coaching and counseling. So counseling is looking more um, backwards. So you might still have, Yes. This is so good. Okay, good. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so um, counseling, you might have a past trauma or just this deep challenge, um, and you you just are not in this healthy place because of it, and you need help sorting through that, working through that, healing that, so that you can get to a healthy current state. That is and, so true. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean counselors and there's some wonderful counselors wonderful Christian counselors out there who are just such a blessing and if that you know if you hear that and that is um, what you need right now that there's just so much healing and counseling 
coaching is so you're I mean you're in a good spot right you're doing life it's going you know you're happy but but you know there's more you know it can be different you feel God nudging you challenging you in some way um and you know he's calling you to a better life and what what does that look like what do you maybe need more of or what do you need less of to move forward in a more powerful and intentional way and coaching helps get you there so it's looking towards the future I'm so glad you made that distinction because I would have not known how to put that to words and I think that's so true because you know I'm a such a huge proponent of counseling and I've been in counseling for years and years but I would say like right now I'm not in a place where I need to really sift through a bunch of deep wounds from my past because I've already done that. And that's not to say that I'm not going to walk in, walk into something in the future right now that's going to affect me later that I'll need, um, you know, more intensive counseling for. But I would say coaching is such an awesome, awesome in between or like step forward so that you are forward thinking. And, and not only that, but like maybe seeing what you healed from from the past to see how it will impact your future how you can use it for your future even so i think that is so cool um okay i have one question for you that i feel like a lot of people that are listening probably would have um but like what does it look like to go from a career like you were having um to making what you're doing on the side a full-time job because i think right now we live in a side hustle kind of culture you know everyone has an extra job. Everyone is doing a few things. Um, so what did it look like for you and what advice would you have for someone who might be willing or wanting to take the next step, like into coaching or into, I don't know, anything else they're doing? Yes, that is a great question. Thank you for asking that. Um, it's, I'll just start with, it's a whole lot of that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, so I can share what it looks like for me, what it, what my own experience was. Um, so I had done the coaching, um, did not expect at all to do it full time as quickly as I did. Um, you, it goes back to one of the themes, right? Just continually being plugged in and listening um, for what God has to share with you and yeah. what he wants you to do and where he wants you and when and making space to hear that, right? Yeah. And so for me, what it also looked like, it, it was a lot of evenings and weekends and lunch breaks. And you know what? I loved it. I don't think people like to hear that, but I, I would totally agree. Just with doing, you know, my jobs, I would say, like, you just kind of have to figure out how to do it. And I'm also realizing that I would just not be using my time well. <laughs> so, like, the importance of time blocking and being okay with, you know, doing some stuff on a Saturday morning or, like you said, on a lunch break and giving up maybe that social media time or that TV time to kind of go after what you want to go after. That is right. It's it's true. I mean, at this point, we don't, I don't watch Netflix. We don't have cable. I mean, so much has changed. Um, But that's okay, right? If it's something that you love and that you see. So for me, the bigger pieces, too, that keeps me going is it's bigger than myself, right? Yeah. It's, you know, my purpose 
purposes to just impact other women and help them to live their God dreams, help them to break through from that overwhelm and be intentional and find joy because I know what it's like to not live from that place. And I want other people to know what it's like to not live from that place. Um, so, and so it was, yeah, yeah, and it was setting a foundation and framework. So, um, to be completely open and share what it looked like, I launched my coaching practice in August of 17, and then it was exactly one year later, August of 18, um, that I began to pursue it recently full time. So, it you know it was fast, but it also wasn't overnight, right? Right, um, right. Yeah, so there's a lot that was helpful to just understand, well, what needs to be done? What um, what, what should I focus on? What is going to have the most impact? I know sometimes because I was so used to, well, wanting to be busy and getting things done and checking things off that sometimes I used that as an excuse, like, oh, I'm going to just do these emails instead of doing this really big project or creating this workshop that is yep. going to be so much more impactful and life-giving. Yep. Um, and I really had to check myself. I have been saying lately to friends that I feel like entrepreneurship is a crash course in personal development in a it very so short is. period of time. It so is. It so is. And I, I have found myself doing that too. And um, I don't even know if many of the listeners know this, but like obviously I work at Proverbs. I do this podcast and then I am an educator consultant for Beauty Counter. And and I found myself like saying, oh, I'm, you know, I'm working like eight plus hours a day, like so much, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, what am I doing that's actually what I would call income producing activity? Like time that I'm actually spending on actual work rather than like talking to someone about work or do you know what I mean? I'm so glad you said that. Like just this glorification of busy. And I'm like, I'm really not like if I just sat down for one hour, it would all be done. And if I did unfocused, undistracted, and I, and I did what I like to say, like income producing activity. And so it's, I, I totally know it's so hard. But and I realized just like I'm such a procrastinator, I'm such a put it on the side and do it later kind of person, and that's like an area of weakness in my personality. Uh huh. He, I mean, suddenly it feels like there's a microscope on everything and what the you know your challenges are. They come into focus really yes. fast, and you have to yes. be really honest and really open with yourself. Um, be resilient too, right? Because there are going to be plenty of challenges that come up. Um, and you just have to learn. You have to learn how to bounce back and overcome and learn and then move forward, right? Yes. Um, one other thing to point out, too, over on um, my website, I have a blog. One of the articles that I had written that I think that some of the listeners might love is I wrote about what I learned the first year of my side hustle and mm. how I made it my full-time gig. So okay, I, wrote, I will link. I'll link to that. Yes. Great. And I, so I think that though there's a lot of um, both high-level and then very specific tips that I've included in there. So I think that might be a great resource. And then one other thing I've thought about is just a reminder. Um, have you heard of Laura Casey? Yes, I love her. Yeah, she's so good. That was another kind of pivot point. I feel like I found her and Lisa Allen around the same time. Um, And just the notion of little by little Mm -hmm. progress. Mm -hmm. Um, And remembering you are planting seeds, and it takes 
time for them to grow and flourish and that is okay. Wow, that's so good. Well, speaking of just that, I have recently become addicted to um, Emily P. Freeman's podcast, The Next Right Thing. I don't know if you have listened to it at all, but I actually really needed to share it with our listeners too. It is um, basically a podcast solely developed on the idea of of reducing the amount of stress and overwhelm we have with decision making and it they're 13 minute episodes or, or less um and they're just very relaxing and very to the point and i cannot recommend them enough so i think that you should check that that out um amazing amazing okay well i just feel like i have learned so much from you and i think it would be fun for the listener to just kind of hear some things that you're loving are you reading anything right now are you Obviously, you're not watching a show that you're loving right now, but anything else that you're just doing in your day-to-day that you can't get enough of? Yeah, I have a few, a couple of different fun things I can think of. Um, I love these sorts of questions. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It's just so fun hearing what other people have and just the little mini joys in life. Totally. I love it. So one of them I mentioned, um, I grew up in Florida, and, you know, South Florida, we, we just don't have seasons. It's just hot, hot, and hot. I even feel that way in Savannah, so I feel you. It's just, it's so hard, especially now that it's like October 5th, and I'm like, okay, I'm still feeling like I could go to the beach today. <laughs> I know. It, yes. And the seasons, right, they're so, I, there's so much joy in them, refreshment. It's an opportunity to reset. And so I say all that just because, you know, especially in Florida, there wasn't much to signal, okay, we're, we're walking into this new space now. Um, and so there are little ways that my, my sweet mom would do that. And one of them would be to buy, I don't know if there's a certain name for them, but I just call them, and maybe they are just called the cinnamon brooms. Oh. So, yeah. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. The yes. one That's amazing. So I have, I know they have them right now at Trader Joe's. So I grabbed the cinnamon broom, put one by my front door, and then they also have mini ones, which I did not notice in years past. Maybe I just missed it. Um, so I have a mini one up by my desk, and the amount of joy that this few dollar cinnamon broom <laughs> brings me in life and to signal fall is just amazing. I've been I love that. that. <laughs> I love that. I need to, I need to go find some. That would be so fun. Oh, you need to. They're the best. They're wonderful. And what was just set music to my heart when my husband walked in the night that I got them, he opens the door and he says to me, oh my gosh, it smells like fall in here. And that just made my day. And you're like, a mission accomplished. I love it. Yes. Thank you for recognizing that. So that's the one. And then um, a couple others. One is a book. Um, It's called The One Thing. Have you heard of it? No. Um, Yeah. Okay. So this is really good. So right now my husband and I are doing something. It's called Charlotte Leadership Forum um, through the community. Oh, yes. My parents did CLF. That's amazing. Oh, my gosh. We are so excited to be a part of it. I think it's going to be so good. But one of the things um, that they're having us do is read through that book, The One Thing. And so it has you pick a word. Um, And so it's just been so fun to kind of go through the process of what is that word and how am I going to bring it into my life and bring it to the front of the surface right throughout the year? What are the fun ways? How can you can get creative with the visual of that? How can you search through scripture and when is this word used in scripture and what does God have to say and think about it? 
and then just have really good conversations with, you know, your spouse or friends or, you know, even workplaces or sports teams have done this one more thing. And it's so dang simple, um, but so impactful and so fun um, to just be inspired in that simple way. So that's another thing that I thought a lot about lately. I love that. I'm going to have to link to all of these things in our show notes today, but Oh, gosh, I'm going to call you Allie since we're now friends. But thank you so much for just being on the show today. And I think that we just touched on so many important things for people um, in any stage of life who just might be feeling the sense of overwhelm and just the decision gap of life. Like, what are we supposed to do next? And so thank you for your insight. Where can everyone, um, you know, find you online, find you as a coach and all of those things? Oh, thank you. So everyone can find me um, over at gracefaithchristiancoaching.com. And then also love to hang out over on Instagram. Um, same thing at gracefaithchristiancoaching and then same with Facebook. And we'd love, love, love to see you on over there and just pray that this inspired you and lit something inside of you um, and gave you hope. Well, I know it did then because it definitely did me. So thank you so much. Absolutely. This was so fun. Thank you too. Guys, I loved this interview. This conversation got me thinking more deeply about the reasons that I say yes to certain things. And I felt like I got my own little mini coaching session. How fun. Also, did anyone else find her voice so calming? If you left this episode wanting to know more about Allie and Christian life coaching, we will link everything you need to know in today's show notes. You can find everything we talked about in today's episode on our website at BehindTheBlissPodcast.com. We have been so encouraged by everyone's support of the podcast. Truly, it blows our minds to read your direct messages, emails, Instagram posts, and reviews on iTunes. Speaking of reviews, would you take 30 seconds to leave us a review on iTunes? Reviews are so helpful for those who may have never heard about our show decide to join our community of listeners. Thank you all so much for joining us, and we'll see you next week.